0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the What The Fab podcast. We're on episode 19 and today I'm doing a solo episode and I'm chatting all about how I manage my time, structure my day, and achieve and unlock that peak productivity for myself as an entrepreneur. It is probably one of my most frequently asked questions like how do you what's your time management system? How do you organize your day? And so we're going to get all into it. And I'll also say that this, these tips and how I structure my day, this can be helpful for you, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you own your own business, or whether you work for a company, I think there's definitely some tidbits and pieces in here that you can try and apply to your own day to day and see if it works for you. So we're going to get all into that. I do have some freebies and downloads for you from this episode, so you can head to the show notes on my website. They're going to be at whatthefab.com slash time, and you'll understand more as we get into the episode what those freebies are, but it's going to be like some cute templates and time trackers and things that you can use to really implement what I'm talking about in today's episode. So again, show notes are at whatthefab.com slash time, and you'll be able to download your freebies there. I also want to give a quick shout out and thank you to a recent reviewer from Canada and her name is Kathy Soccer 77. She left a review saying, love it. This podcast is so insightful and gives you real tips and tricks to use for your career. The conversations are so inspiring and motivating. I definitely recommend to anyone interested in anything related to business. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. And I feel like we've only just really scratched the surface when it comes to topics and conversations about business. So if you like what you've heard so far, you're definitely going to like this episode and future episodes. And just a reminder, if you have not already taken two seconds to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do so. It really helps me out. And while you're at it, go ahead and hit subscribe. I feel like, I mean, we're almost 20 episodes deep here. So if you're a listener, I feel like we're friends go ahead and subscribe so that you get that little notification and get the episodes queued up and ready to listen to each and every week. All right, let's get into it. How do I manage my time and my day for peak productivity? Um, So it depends on who you are, but this may or may not be a sexy topic to you. For me, I'm an efficiency freak. So I'm always like trying to glean, you know, tidbits and nuggets from other entrepreneurs, boss babes, like whether they work at a corporation or for themselves, I'm always trying to get people's tips and tricks for time management and apply them in my own life and kind of see what works for me. So for me, I love this topic. It like really turns me on and gets me going. But I know that's not the case for everyone, even though I know it's like if you if you just like unleash and unlock your peak productivity and performance, it's the best thing you can do as an entrepreneur or as a hustler working at a nine to five as well. I a story that comes to mind, I had been working for myself for maybe a little over a year. I had left Google and, you know, was blogging full time and I had coffee with someone that was kind of at the beginning of their journey of working for themselves. And she kind of asked me about time management and what I do for, you know, managing my time during the day, since now I was totally flexible and could structure my day however I wanted. And so I started telling her about my systems and methods and everything that I'm going to get into in this episode and share with you today. And after a couple minutes, I saw her eyes just glazing over. I was like, oh, I'm boring her. Like, I'm literally dropping knowledge and like giving her my tried and true secrets and best tips for productivity that I've honed over the last year working for myself, and I can totally see she's checking out and missing this, so don't be like that. Um, maybe, you know, if you're multitasking, this might not be the best episode to multitask with. Like, you might want to actually jot have a notebook to jot down some notes. I also am going to share some screenshots in today's show notes, which I mentioned you can find at whatthefab.com slash time. So this one, you know, you might want to be at your computer, you might want to have some like space to write some notes down, because otherwise, I think it might go in one ear and out the other. But anyways, let's get into it. So when I first started blogging full-time, I really wanted to experiment with different ways of setting up my day. And I also just wanted to take stock of my time and see where I was spending my time, where I could be more efficient, and what was potentially just like a waste of time that I should completely get rid of. So the first thing that I'm going to recommend that you all do if you are kind of looking to rejigger your time management system is to keep a minute-by-minute journal for at least two weeks, maybe even a month. And it's a pain in the butt, but it's also so enlightening. And so what I mean by a minute by minute journal is truly like have a notebook and from the start of your day, Write down the time block of what you are doing and where you're spending your time. So starting with your morning routine and then like getting into your workday. So if it's like 901 am to 9:45 responded to emails, 9:45 to 10 am scrolled on Instagram. Like, be super honest and don't be necessarily judgmental or thinking like, oh, I totally, you know, wasted time scrolling on Facebook. Like, I don't want to write that down. Write everything down. This is just purely data collection and fact-based and write it down minute by minute. So after doing this for a couple of weeks, I think I actually might have done it for a month and a half because I really wanted to like collect all the data. But there were two things That jumped out at me that I noticed immediately when I went back and reviewed my minute by minute journal. So, first was just the idea of this social media rabbit hole. So, for me, that is a tough one because part of my job is to post on social media. I'm posting on Instagram almost every single day, I'm posting on stories every day, and that's just part of my job as a content creator. But what I noticed was that firing up you know, my screen, opening my phone, going to Instagram, it would just trigger something in me where I would just start to scroll and I would look at other people's content. I would watch other people's stories. Even though my intention was to just get on the app to post and get off, I would get sucked in and spend 15, 20 minutes scrolling on Instagram. And so understanding that that was a trigger for me of like going down a social media rabbit hole was super, super helpful because just... being more aware of it, I could, you know, kind of mentally prepare myself like, okay, I need to post on Instagram today. I'm going to go do that, but I am not going to scroll. I'm just going to do my thing. So that was somewhere that I was able to identify a space that I could be saving a lot of time, like potentially, you know, an extra 30, 40 minutes a day. You know, I looking at my minute by minute calendar or journal, I could see, you know, wasting 50 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Like that adds up very quickly. And especially when it's every single day. I mean, that's like hours back in your week. So that was thing number one that I noticed. The second thing that I was noticing, was I spent a shit ton of time responding to emails. Like, my God, it was just, I could have entire, like spend the entire half a day of my first you know block of the day responding to emails. And I just wasn't getting as much done as I wanted to. So here are the changes that I made. So for social media, I talked about just like being aware helped and also leaving my phone in a drawer when I'm working. So that way I'm not... You know, tempted to grab my phone and scroll. And so that helped with wasting time on social media. And then for emails, I tried a couple different things. So I had been starting my day previously by just jumping headfirst into my inbox. And I just had this preconceived notion that I had to get through my emails in the morning in order to have a clear head and to really focus on the rest of my work throughout the day. I don't know why I thought that. I just, that's how I felt. So I was like, let me try something different. Let me try not even... Answering emails until noon. And guess what? I got so much done in that time period from like 8 30 till noon when I was working on other things, creating content, writing blog posts, editing photos. Just there was so much space and time for me to get like actual work done besides responding to emails. And so then I was like, okay, let me actually, you know, the world didn't implode. I didn't like fuck up my business by not responding to emails until noon. Let me try pushing it to like 3 p.m. And that was really where the magic happened. So, I now, like I'll take a quick look at my inbox in the morning and I will note if there's anything that's time sensitive. You know, if I have a deadline coming up and there's like an email related to it and it actually needs to be responded to, if there's an opportunity for a sponsored campaign, a lot of times those have quick turnarounds. I don't want to miss those emails. I'll take a quick look for that. If there's nothing pressing, I don't respond to any emails. So I will block off time to respond to emails from like 3 to 4 p.m. late afternoon. So there are so many things that are beneficial about that for me. First of all, if I'm responding to emails first thing in the morning, all it does is breed more emails. Like I send an email, someone responds. So then it's just back in my inbox and I have to respond to another thing. Second of all, because I am on the West Coast, I'm in California and Pacific time, a lot of the people that I'm working with are on the East Coast. A lot of agencies are in New York, Chicago, like a lot of people that I work with are in time zones that are ahead of me. And so by responding to emails at 3pm, I'm still making sure that I respond to people within my goal is within 24 hours, that doesn't always happen. But my goal is within 24 hours. But because it's the end of their workday, they're not going to hit me back until the next day. So I have like, kind of breathing room in between. And again, I'm just creating so much more space for myself to focus on doing the actual work and content creation versus being stuck in my inbox all day. Like if I let myself, I could just respond to emails all day long and not get any actual work done. Quick break and a referral link that you are definitely going to want to use. This episode is brought to you by Airbnb. Now I'm betting if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar with Airbnb. You can book vacation rentals, homes, condos, and even experiences through Airbnb. I have a great referral link for you so you can get $65 off your next Airbnb booking. Just head to whatthefab.com slash Airbnb for that link. Now, this credit is for new customers only. So if you have a friend traveling with you in the group who's new to Airbnb, or maybe you're creating a new Airbnb account, that'll be the best way to go about getting that $65 credit. With the panty going on right now, Omid and I personally are really only doing road trips. I can't wait to travel abroad again, but for right now, we're looking at booking Airbnbs within California, like Joshua Tree, maybe Mendocino. Having a home away from home so I can travel safely and have my own space is key. So be sure to grab your Airbnb credit at whatthefab.com Airbnb. That's spelled air, B as in boy, and as in Nancy, B as in boy safe travels and let's get back to the episode. So those were the two things that I noticed right away from my minute by minute journal that I could just be like, these are a waste of time. And here's what I'm going to do to change them. I also acknowledge and realize that as an entrepreneur, I have more flexibility around the email situation. I know from experience working at a corporate job, working at Google, that expectations around emails and email response times when you work at a corporate job can be a little bit crazy. Like I remember at Google people... Sometimes would respond to emails like back and forth on a chain within minutes of each other. And I mean, I get it that there's that expectation. So you don't want to like look like you're slacking, but I really do encourage you to kind of like play around with that timing and kind of push the boundaries and see what you can get away with without people even really noticing. I just think that that expectation is so unnecessary, like it's actually not productive in a lot of instances and so maybe it's like in the morning you hop on you respond to the emails that are actually truly time sensitive And then you don't respond to any of the other emails until noon. And that way you're giving yourself a little bit more time and freedom and space in between to get actual work done. So play around with that, try that, see how it works for you. And then the other thing that is super helpful that you can use your minute by minute journal for is identifying what you can time batch. And so if you're not familiar with time batching, it's the idea that you'd have all of these different tasks and things that you do for work. And instead of doing them throughout the week, like doing some of it here, some of it there, one day, a different day, you're grouping them into blocks of time so that you can be more efficient and productive. So here are some examples of what I time and batch and, and how it's helpful. So first, a big one is my photo shoot days. So I will batch these and if I have some campaigns coming up, content that I need to shoot for myself and for the blog, I'll shoot like three, four, maybe even five different campaigns in one go, in one block of time. It might take me like four hours to shoot them all, but this is super helpful. The other thing I should mention, Omid used to take a lot, well, he used to take pretty much all of my photos for the blog, and I wanted to become more self-sufficient and sort of self-contained and be able to shoot myself because, bless his soul, he's so sweet for helping me, and we would usually shoot on weekends because, he's got, you know, his job, he's a principal at an architecture firm. So he's super busy during the week. And for like seven years, that's what we did, we would do shoots on weekends, and he never complained about it. And he was so supportive. And now I've just gotten to a place in my business where I'm like, I don't want to have to work on weekends anymore. And I want to be able to shoot myself on a Tuesday afternoon, and just like knock this out myself. So I've gotten pretty handy with the tripod. And so what that means is that when I'm shooting myself, I have a lot of equipment that I'm dealing with. So I've got my DSLR camera. I've got it on a tripod. I have the remote that I have to set up and plug into the camera. And then I have a second tripod and that's actually my stand in. So when I'm like framing a shot, I place the second tripod where my body is going to be so that the camera can focus on that and I can get the right focus and depth of field. And then I move the tripod out of the way and I step in and I shoot myself. The other thing I have to do for photo shoots is I have to do my hair and makeup and pick out outfits. And that all takes time. So all that setup, managing the equipment, doing my makeup, picking out outfits. If I was doing that spread out like a few times throughout the week for different shoots, that's like probably 45 minutes every single time, maybe even an hour when you include like both the setup and the breakdown. So that is hours that I am saving myself by just batching it all on one day and doing it within one block of time rather than doing it multiple days throughout the week the other thing that i keep in mind and try to batch with my shoot days and this is more for as we kind of get out of this pandemic and get into a more normal you know state of the world is keeping in mind when I have events and in-person meetings or even like Zoom calls that I want to look good for, you know, I will keep in mind when those are and also try to schedule my shoot dates to align with that. So that way I'm only doing my makeup and my hair and picking an outfit once instead of like doing my hair and makeup and shooting on Tuesday and then Wednesday evening I have an event. Like I'm really trying to keep that to a minimum because that stuff takes time, like doing your makeup takes time. And so the more that I can like batch that into one day, the better. Other examples of things that I batch, I will time batch my photo editing days. So like how I shoot a bunch of campaigns one day, then maybe the next day I'm editing a bunch of photos and, you know, running my presets through them and, getting all of those ready to go for all these different campaigns. I will also batch podcast recording, similar idea. Like I have things that I have to set up when I'm recording. Um, it's, it's a minimal setup, but still like takes time to get my laptop and microphone connected, my pop shield filter thing, another sound barrier thing that I put around it. So getting that all set up and then also just like getting in the headspace and the mindset to hop on a mic. So I'll record you know, those things in different episodes together. Um, Another big one is batching my Instagram posts. So aside from the actual shooting the content and editing the photos, there's also writing the captions and finding the right hashtags for them. And that takes time. So usually on Mondays, I will sit down and I'll write out all the captions for all the different posts that I have going live that week. And I will also research hashtags to go with each post so that way you know when Wednesday rolls around I know exactly what I'm posting I don't have to think about the caption and I don't have to research and find hashtags for it a couple other examples reviewing freelancer posts so I have a couple freelance writers for what the fab and I review their content I edit it I make sure that it's all in the what the fab tone formatted the way that I like and so I will wait until the freelancer submits like four or five articles and then I'll just Just blow through and edit and review them in one block. So instead of like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, and it can kind of, you know, drag on a little bit, I will just review them all in like 30 minutes and get that done. Lastly, I time batch doing SEO updates based on data that I'm seeing in Google Search Console. So Google Search Console will show me what keywords people are searching for that is driving the most traffic to my website. And so I can take a look and see like, oh, I'm landing on the first page of Google for these keywords, here's how many impressions it's getting, and how many click throughs to the site. And sometimes the keywords that I am ranking for for a post might be different, like slightly different than what I had originally intended. And so I will take that information and I'll go into that post and I'll update it so that it's optimized for that keyword. It hopefully bumps my post up even further, hopefully to the number one spot on the first page of Google for this new keyword that seems to be doing well. So I'll batch that and do that for like the first, you know, top five posts. And then the next month, I'll come back and take a look and see if the top five have shifted at all, or if I can move on to like top posts five through 10 and edit those. And so that way, I'm like in that mindset. And I'm like looking for the same things over and over. I'm optimizing for the keyword, the alt tags, the metadata, the titles, like I'm in that zone. And so it makes it really easy to knock out several posts at a time. Okay, so that is the minute by minute journal and time batching. So let's get into the nitty gritty of how I set up and organize my actual day. So I use what I call a modified Ivy Lee method plus time blocking on my calendar. So if you're not familiar with the Ivy Lee method, there's a story about it. Charles Schwab was... One of the richest men in the world in the early 1900s. And he was the president of the Bethlehem Steel Corporation. And so he brought in this productivity consultant, Ivy Lee. And Lee was like, just give me 15 minutes with each of your execs. I will show them how to get more done. And after three months, you can just mail me a check for however much you feel that it's worth to you. So he taught them all the Ivy Lee method, which is at the end of each workday, You write down the six most important things that you need to accomplish the next day. You do not write down more than six tasks. And then you prioritize those six items in order of their true importance. So then when you arrive at work tomorrow, the next day, you concentrate on only the first task so you work until that first task is finished before moving on to the second task and then you approach the rest of your list in the same way so by the end of the day you may or may not have some unfinished items depending on how long these different tasks took you and you just move them onto your new list of six tasks for the following day so you just repeat this process day in and day out. So the story goes that after three months, Schwab was so delighted by all the progress and efficiency that his company was making that he called Lee into his office and cut him a check for $25,000, which a check written in like 1918 for 25k it's the equivalent to 500k now. So the Ivy Lee method, sounds really simple, but it does a couple of things. First, it helps you prioritize your tasks and like make actual real decisions of what is most important and needs to get done first. And then it also helps you focus so that you are not multitasking or bouncing around from one unfinished task to another. I read a really interesting study about how like context switching is so bad for productivity. So whether you're like hopping in and out of your inbox all day and trying to like switch to a different task, it takes you 15 minutes to like get back into the rhythm of whatever you are working on after you're interrupted by responding to an email or whatever that is. So that's just like a pure waste of time. So by focusing on that one specific task, you're going to be so much more effective than bouncing around from one to another. So that's the Ivy Lee method, but as I said, I do a modified version of it because I don't write down six tasks. I feel like that's just an arbitrary number. But instead, I look at my calendar and I block off the amount of time that I expect each task to take. So for example, if I'm shooting for three different brands that day, and I think that is going to take me three hours total, I block off on my calendar 9am to 12pm for shooting. And I do this with all of my tasks throughout the entire day until my calendar is full. And then during that time block for that specific task, when I'm working, I am 100% focused on only that task. I'm not multitasking, I'm not checking emails or social media. And if I have a good understanding of how long a task should take me, and I'm estimating correctly, then I'm able to stick to those time blocks and get everything on my to-do list done, which is so satisfying. And that feels so much better than having a to-do list a mile long and feeling like I never get everything on my to-do list done. There's always so much left over at the end of the day, which was how I was working at the beginning of working for myself. I would have like 10 things on my list and only get half of them done and feel like crap. So for any given day, it could be just two things. If those tasks take me a really long time and I know that they are going to take a long time. So for example, if I'm writing a super in-depth travel guide that takes me five hours, and I know it's going to take me five hours, and then I'm editing a ton of photos for three hours, then I call it a day. So those are the only two things on my to-do list. Or maybe I have eight things on my time blocking calendar because they're smaller things that take less time. So the number of things on my to-do list on any given day kind of expands and contracts based on what I have going on that day. Do I have a bunch of meetings or appointments that I'm working around? And that only leaves me with a half of a workday left, and also based on how long those tasks are going to take. The other thing that's different for what I do versus the Ivy Lee method is that I usually do this in the mornings as part of my morning routine and morning ritual on weekdays, and I don't necessarily write them down in the evening before, like in the true Ivy Lee method, because in the evenings when I'm done with work, I just want to close down my laptop. I don't want to be thinking about work the next day. I just want to give my brain a break. I also live and die by my Google calendar. So I have things on there like make lunch, eat lunch, meditate, Take a break, take a walk. I have appointments on there. I'm including those and blocking off the time it takes to travel to and from those appointments. I have my evening workouts on there and the 15 minutes it takes me to wash my makeup off, change, and set up our virtual workout station outside. So all of this is on my calendar. So I know that any free space on the calendar is truly free space. And I will include a screenshot of an example week on my my calendar in the show notes at whatthefab.com slash time just so you can see what it looks like. I have different calendars within my G So I have like my personal one, I have my what the fab meetings one, and then I have a time batching one. So you can take a look at the show notes and see to get an example. So this is also where the minute by minute journaling comes in handy yet again, because by doing it for, you know, however long, at least two weeks, maybe a month, it really helps you understand just how long a task actually takes you. So if I think I can knock out a shoot in an hour, but in reality, it takes two. That's not going to be super helpful for me when I'm doing my time blocking because I have this misalignment in my expectations and it's just going to throw off the rest of my day. And so, like I said, when I first started working for myself, I would just write down this laundry list of like all the different things and to do's and tasks that I wanted to get done that day. And I thought, you know, I kind of thought it was possible, maybe like 10 things. And then when I wouldn't get all of them done, I would just feel defeated and unproductive at the end of the day versus with this method, it feels so satisfying to cross everything off of my to-do list, whether it's just three things or six. But in this way, I'm actually setting myself up for a successful day of knocking these things off of my list, getting them done within the time frame that I'm allotting myself because I have reasonable expectations because I know how long that XYZ should take because I've done the minute by minute journal. And I know that if I just focus on this task, and I'm not responding to emails or DMs or anything, if I just focus on this one task, I can get it done in X amount of time, and then I'm on to the next thing. So you can do this type of planning in a template or a planner. But I I like to do it this time blocking as a separate Google calendar, because then I can easily drag and drop things and move things around. And I also want to say that, you know, I do have to be flexible sometimes, like things will come up, things will pop up, you know, something on my website breaks, and I have to drop everything and like, fix that and work on that. But again, With having all of this in my Google Calendar, I can just easily drag and drop it to the next day if needed. I can expand or contract the times and it's super, super helpful. So this is how I really stay on task and plan out my day and actually understand what is a reasonable goal for what I'm hoping to accomplish in this given day. So like I said, I have a couple of freebies for you that you can download at the show notes at whatthefab.com slash time. So one of them will be a cute little template you can use for your minute by minute journaling. So you can really get a handle and a grasp for where you're wasting your time, where you should be time batching, and how long tasks actually take you. And then the second one will be a template for getting you started on using the Ivy Lee method or a modified version, if that's what you want to do. In addition to my time blocking on my Google Calendar, I do like to write things down. So I kind of do a, a twofold system. So I'm using my Google Calendar to block off the time and work around appointments and other things already on my calendar and see what's actually possible for that day. And then from there, I'm noting down what my to do's are and writing them in my planner, I use golden coil, they have the coolest planners, and you can customize them and personalize them with different templates and and layouts, you can get your planner to be exactly what works for you. And so I'll write down My tasks for that day, my little checklist. And then there's also a section for notes on my planner. And I like to write down a word for that day. So, whatever my intention is for that day, focus, flow, positive energy, like whatever it is. So, I write those down. And then, like I said, it's just so satisfying to check it off, cross it off, and get that little hit of endorphins. So, that is it for my episode on time management and productivity. I hope that it was helpful for you. I hope you give some of these ideas a try. I would love to hear from you how it goes, so please be sure to share maybe a shot of you doing your time batching, doing your minute-by-minute journal, whatever it is, share it on your stories and tag me at WTFab. I love to hear how it's going for you. And if you could take a minute to please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. And hit subscribe so that my episodes are popping up for you each and every week. I am creating these on a weekly basis. And with that, we will chat soon.